I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. This podcast segment is quickly becoming one of our favorites, right, Jen? Absolutely. We love your listener questions. What you got, Jen? Well, I put the call out on Building Boys in our Facebook community, and I got one that I think is going to resonate with a lot of parents. Whether you currently have a teenager or your sons are still little, they will be teenagers someday, and this will be something that's on your mind. So here's the question, more of a scenario from a listener named Kathleen. She says, my son has just turned 14 and his girlfriend is 13 and he doesn't understand why I won't leave them alone in my house. Mm. Am I being overprotective of both of them? I feel a duty to care for his girlfriend. I know how easily things can turn from innocent to not so innocent. They are both physically mature. Help. And then this d- inspired a little discussion on the page. Then she further added, I overheard them trying to plot to get me out of the house. So oh, what do you say, Janet? Boy, first of all, I commend this mom for being aware of what her son is doing and his... Uh, interaction and relationships with others. That's number one. She's right. I mean, the very fact that she knows that her 14 year old son has a girlfriend means that he trusts her enough to share that information. There are a lot of boys and girls who keep that information secret and that can create even more problems. So yes, kudos to you, mom. Um, You've clearly laid a pretty solid foundation already. Definitely. I want to segue off. We have always so many tangents, don't we, Jen? But there's this question too these days of what is a girlfriend? 
What is a boyfriend? This comes up also of what does that exactly mean? And so it's important to have that conversation with your children from an early age, from elementary school on. What does it mean to say that someone is my boyfriend or my girlfriend? That's a great conversation to have around the dinner table too. It really is. And when you say that, yes, it's an issue today. And yes, it was an issue when I was a teenager, when you were a teenager, you know, okay, you're going out. What does going out mean? Mm -hmm. I remember my mom asking me that because she's like, but you don't actually go anywhere. Well, going out was the term that we use then to denote, you know, you're a couple, you're a thing, you're, you're special pair. So yeah, it's worth having that conversation. You know, what does this mean to you? So she's your girlfriend. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're both physically mature, so absolutely never leave them alone. Now, this is where I think sometimes we as parents can make things a little bit more difficult than necessary. So generally speaking, I am going to guess that most parents, when their kids started having friends over, your kids could not have a friend over unless you were at home. Right. And that was, that's very much the rule of thumb for my boys having their friends over. To a certain extent, it still is now because if there's another kid here, I am responsible for that child as well. Yeah. I am responsible for safety, which is an issue when you have active boys getting together. And I, I want to know what's going on. So in some ways, you can make this a little bit simpler by saying our rule of thumb is you do not have a friend over unless there is a parent at home, mm-hmm. period. Right. And let's be realistic. We know our kids are going to do all sorts of things to get around that. And, well, oh, yes. yes. Susie's mom is home. and It's even worse, as you probably know, when there are divorced parents and the kids go back and forth between two houses and they play two ends to the middle. And, you know, I found evidence of silly string in my house a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and I was not here and nobody asked my permission to have anybody over but there were things that added up so yes I am telling you you can make the rule only have people over if a parent is home and kids will try to get around it and occasionally they will succeed absolutely and you know this is again the open communication that we hopefully have provided the foundation for since early on So having the conversations early and often, as if you have been a On Boys podcast listener for the many episodes that we've had guests on, Amy Lang, Mike Domish, all of these experts are encouraging parents to have these conversations early and often about relationships, consent, sex, all of the topics that make parents kind of get a little uncomfortable, but it's going to come sooner than you think. And you will not be able to sit your 14-year-old boy down and have the first conversation. And it likely will not go well if you've waited that long. So you And you to- definitely are not going to do it in the hour before his girlfriend is coming over. Exactly. So Start now, wherever your children are in their ages and age appropriately, have these conversations. And as Amy Lang reminded us, you know, it's easier earlier. 
and start now, even if you feel like, oh God, I screwed up. I didn't start having these conversations when they were four. What Mm -hmm. happened, happened. Move forward from here on out. Uh, This scenario of the 14-year-old and wanting to have his girlfriend over and wanting to be alone is one that I have had to deal with in the last few years. And um, the other guideline that I make up is I do let them spend time together in the boys' room because in our particular house, everybody's household layout is different. In our particular house, that's really the only way for them to have like some time alone away from constant intrusion by siblings uh, without being in the middle of the house. Now, yes, there's benefits to keeping them in the middle of the house, but you know, if you just want to even have a conversation, it can be difficult mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So the guideline that I set is that the door has to stay open. And it's really interesting to see the variations of that. And then we get into the, well, how open is open? And then I make it a point to randomly go upstairs and get some laundry and walk past just so that they know that I am around. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I really appreciate Kathleen's perspective too, of feeling overprotective of both of them. And this is a good time to call in the other parent, the other person's parents and just say, Hey, you know, our kids are really interested in each other. What are your rules? What are your guidelines? And here's my family's guidelines. How do they mesh? Maybe that parent isn't even around and doesn't even know, hasn't even heard that this mm-hmm. is going on. And so, and, and definitely tell the kids, you know, this is, this is our village. This is our community. We care about you. We want you to have respectful, consensual relationships. And so we need to bring the families together. We need to bring the parents together in a conversation. Let's all go, you know, let's come over for pizza or something like that. And it's uncomfortable because we don't know where the other person's values are. But to be able to model that for our kids and say, you know, this is where we stand in our family Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, proponents of waiting or safe sex or all all of the things. And we feel like you're too young right now. Here's what's okay. Here's what's not. And here's why. I'm conflicted on this because on the one hand, I think, yes, you can couch this again in when you were little, I needed to get to know the other parents, uh, you know, whoever's house you wanted to go to, I needed to get to know those parents before you could go over to their house. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I would be absolutely mortified if I was a teenager, 13, 14, trying to date somebody. And you're like, we all should get together for pizza. And talk about sex. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, I think maybe you know, finding out who the parent is and introducing yourself at a school or sporting event and letting the conversation evolve naturally from there. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you that one, Jen. All right. All right. Um, you know, (laughs) maybe you already know the other person's parents and you've been in a school community together for years. Who knows? This episode is sponsored by, by heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, 
you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S. made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. It's telehealth. You can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com slash ONBOYS. Winona, menopause care made easy. And it is helpful for me in parenting in general in in this 21st century uh, to connect with the other parents, have their phone number on your phone if you can get it, follow them on social media if they're active on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, because first of all, it's a way for me to get to know that other person a little bit better. And you've got those lines of communication 
open. And sometimes, you know, if, if your kid told you one thing and their kid told you another, sometimes you'll catch that Ooh, uh, just yeah. in the things that you're posting. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so it is a whole new world for parents in this dynamic of budding relationships and, and knowing that so much of it happens online, happens away from us, even more than it used to. It is so important that you have the access to your children's devices, that that is a family rule. What I will, I'll just be straight up and honest and say that I do not have access to my kids' devices. And depending on your particular relationship with your fellow parent, co-parent, married or not, who has the cell phones, that may or may not be an option for you. Mm -hmm. You can still be a good and involved parent. Ideally, yes, yes, you would have access. You know, what I think we all need to keep in mind when we think about our teenagers getting together, especially at young ages, we all remember our own adolescence. We can all uh, name and tell the story of a time when we were in a situation and something went too far and it probably shouldn't have. And, you know, it all turned out okay in the end. But let's face it, we all made some choices that were less than ideal. And it scares us as parents, especially when we're talking about something like sex, because the consequences are huge. Mm -hmm. The consequences are life altering, potentially. So, so often we as adults approach this from the mindset of don't, here is what we don't want you to do. When we see our kids developing a relationship, don't do this. I think it's helpful if we can take a deep breath, step back a little bit and shift our focus on the fact that our children are developing romantic interest in somebody and having those conversations on what we do want. How do you nurture a romantic relationship? You know, what kinds of things help build a relationship? And I know this, again, does not sound like a conversation a 14-year-old boy wants to have with anybody. More mentally, moms and dads, I'm talking about make sure that your focus just isn't just on don't do this, but that you're also talking about relationship building, encouraging this part of their growth. This is yet another stage of their growth. And it's helping your son, especially expand his emotional vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So what do you admire about this person, girl, boy, whatever, mm -hmm. whoever, what do you admire about this person? You know, are they funny? Are they popular? Are they friendly? Are they athletic? What drew you to them? Like how, how did they stand out among all the other people in your, in your class or in your school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and look at more the character traits of a potential partner? All of this said, we know that at some point our teenagers are going to be beyond our sight, whether it's in our own house, whether it's in their own car, they will, whether they do it at 14 or 16 or 18, they will find a way to be alone. So parents, you do also have to have those conversations about safe sex, about um, pregnancy prevention, about why those things are important. And I have to tell you, if I had to do this parenting boys thing all over again, you know what I would have done when my oldest son was about 10 or even a little bit sooner? I would have 
bought a box of condoms and just kept it in the cabinet where we keep the ibuprofen and the Tylenol and, you know, all our goat, the cough drops, all of our go-to stuff that they're there as a resource and mm-hmm. that they're there before anybody needs it. And that it's not, Oh, you now you told me you had a girlfriend here because that's awkward and weird. And I don't, you don't want your kid to think that here you should have sex. It's strange. Just to have them there and have it be a normal part of life. And then yes, in conversation, many conversations talk about what condoms are, what they're for. Here's how you use them. You probably saw them in the cupboard. Help yourself if you ever need them. Really wish I'd done that. This recalls a conversation that I was uh, reading on Facebook about condoms and the son, 13, 14, asked his mom for a condom and mom didn't say anything, gave him the condom, didn't say anything. And uh, a little while later, the, the son came back and mom, can I have another condom? She still didn't say anything. Bless that mom, right? And what the son finally told her was his friend needed the condoms, but was too shy to ask his mom. Oh, wow. Was having his friend who had that relationship with his mom, who had the security to ask his mom and knew that it would be okay. But it really stands out that this son had a, a relationship with his mom in which he could ask and knew that he wouldn't be grilled about it. And so he could support his friend. That story just made me pause and really think. It's a beautiful story. It also speaks to the value of when our sons come to us with a concrete ask, respond to that ask in that moment without digging for the backstory, without elaborating. It it may come out in time, but in that moment... He is taking what feels to him like a risk. He is being vulnerable. He is putting himself out. Respond to the immediate need and you can come back around and and deal with the rest of it later. And you know what? I was half expecting the story to go that it turned out he was uh, filling them with water and dropping them off a balcony or powering like, you know, balloon powered car with them. And let's face it, if you do stock a box of condoms in your cupboard and you have boys in the house, these things are likely to happen. And that's okay. You know, we have heard people like Amy Lang and like Mike say that let them, get them out, let them blow it up, let them play with it. It's better to just get familiar with it and get that whole, ooh, it's a rubber thing out of the way. So that then you can talk about what it really is, what's it for, and make sure, frankly, that they know how to use it before they need it. Oh, please. Yes, indeed. So I want to tell you a little story about a friend of mine, Jen, who, when her daughters were little, little, like five, six, seven, eight years old, she would talk about dating and how they couldn't date until they were 16. And I thought, this is a little premature, right? Why are you talking about your kids and when they can date? And this was clearly a family value, clearly. Like this was 16, you can date, not before. And I I just always thought that was a little odd. But then her oldest was in high school, breezed through high school, dating really never came up as, as an issue. 
Then her younger daughter, very Miss Social, freshman in high school, came home and said, Mom, I want to date Billy. And lo and behold, Billy was a senior. So here's freshman wanting to date a senior. And guess what? That rule, that family value, that guideline, whatever you want to call it, of in our family, we date when we're 16, came into play in a big way. And the daughter accepted, no, sorry, you cannot date Billy. He's a senior and you're 14. When you're 16, you can date. And it just took all of the pressure and the angst out of this particular situation. So she didn't try and sneak her way around this? Well, we will never know, will we? I could call, we could call her and get her on the phone. I'm, I'm she's, just she's 23. We yeah. could do the research now. But, yeah. but, but do you see how when you know what your family values are and you've thought ahead, then you can lay the groundwork and have those conversations early rather than, as you said earlier, in the moment. It's not going to work in the moment. And clearly articulating your family values can also give your son an out sometimes, as it may have for this girl. There are times that our boys feel pressured to date, feel pressured to be sexual. So when you set that guideline and expectation, no, you may not have a date over unless uh, a parent is at home, you have to have the door open of whatever room you're in. Whatever your family rules, guidelines, and values are, it creates this level of safety and frankly, an excuse if your child needs it to help him get out of potentially uncomfortable situations. That's brilliant. And that is so, so important to remember. Even though it feels like they're pushing against every boundary you're laying down, they need you to stand strong and be pushed against. And Kathleen, I just want to say, stay strong through this. As your son grows, there will be numerous times when you're going to wonder, am I handling this the right way? Did I do the right thing? You won't know the right thing to do. And that's what we are all here for. Reach out to your community of fellow parents, vent, share, be kind to yourself because you are learning your way through your son's adolescence also. Thanks for joining us. You can find the show notes for this episode at onboyspodcast.com and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends and even your community groups and schools will benefit from knowing about this resource. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. (laughs) 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.